and welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me, still not with $20 in his pocket, is my co-host Marty. How are we doing, Marty? I am good. No, honestly, I, I don't use cash at all. The sad part is I have like a dollar in my wallet that even my wife wouldn't take. She's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with just a dollar? I'm like, I don't know. I've been stuck with it for Put like it a Put it in a can month. and save it. It's just like change, dude. Oh, Jesus. I don't like change. Nobody likes change. No. But, yeah. So, no. I was <laughs> playing the $20 thing. I drove by. Usually on my way home, I drive by Marty's work if I stop at the gas station first. I stop, slow down, no track right my yellow door. He's out. He's standing off on the sidewalk out thickly like with, yeah, right. him, with his right. shorts on and his greasy hair. And I'm like, $20? Make you holler? He goes, t- he paused for like a second. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, my poor co-worker, you drove away. And oh, like, I see the confused look on his fucking like, face. Do you know that fucking guy? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I do. He's like, oh, cause I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll yell if you're going to give me 20 bucks. <laughs> like, oh, you fat bastard. Uh, but you know what's bad? That guy knows who I am. If he would just stop. I, he doesn't know. He doesn't. What? No. They, dude, literally, we had a guy. Is that, that the was, Italian guy? No. Okay. Uh, but no, you you were he was working there when you were there. Uh, He'd been there like been. 18, 19, 20 years. Uh, he might have been there. I'd go. But uh, I, I would guarantee he probably knows you because he used to go down to the harbor a lot too. But uh, we we literally had a guy that worked for like three years, and the two of them hated each other. Like this dude would just piss him off, and like just like violently get him angry. Yeah. And, like, a year later, we, we were talking about some story. This dude, we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Brian, you did that. Who the fuck's Brian? But Brian, he used to work here, was over there, pissed you off, like, once a week at, at lunch. I don't know who the fuck you guys are talking about. Had no recollection of this dude whatsoever. And the guy worked there for, like, two, three years, pissing him off weekly. And doesn't have any recollection of See, who this guy is. The reason I know him, I know his stepson and oh, his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Because his stepson used to play paintball with him all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah he was yeah. on a team. I help him. I had, they were a rookie team, and I was kind of the old guy who can't play paintball that well. I'm like, yeah. need to do this. So I went to a few tourneys with him and got yeah. him a little boost of confidence. So that's how I know him. And we used to talk all the time. I see him at Walmart oh, yeah. occasionally. Yeah, he, he's always out at Walmart, man. But, yeah, no, he just has there's, – there's, like, certain things that just fucking completely out of his head. He just doesn't even remember them. People he talks to. I could probably leave – the only way he would remember you is if you worked at a fast food place. No, nope, I, I guarantee never. he would. We have we have. That's a guy. job I never had as a fast food place. No, I had can you picture me flipping burgers? Oh, I could, man. For for the, the I'd be the guy yelling obscenities like over the thing. I can't oh, understand yeah, yeah, right, you, right. you fucker. No, we we have one guy working. He used to be an assistant manager at Burger King. He hasn't been there for four years. He's been doing other jobs. This guy remembers him as the Burger King manager from four years ago, but doesn't remember a dude he works with every day for three fucking years. But this guy, he's like, I, he comes over and, and talks to me about Burger King. And fuck, I haven't been there for four years, man. I'm like, yeah, I know, but, but you worked <laughs> in fast food, and that's really all you need to trigger. And he will remember you. But hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. This is again, Kevin. We're, we're gonna. This is our. Oh, just so you folks know, this is our Halloween episode. Right. We're doing a special one, and the, you know what I like about the Halloween season? There's three. Th- the about the fall season. There's three things. Yeah, fall. You know what they are? I have no idea. You have Han Solo season with all the girls. Right, right, right. Yoga pants. Yeah. 
and yoga pants. Yeah, oh yeah. That's yeah. A three good reasons. Right, yeah, no, it's a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, jogging attire in the summer, still not good enough for me to deal with hot bullshit. It's like, yeah, no, I don't care. No, fall is great, man. Oh, yeah. I got a spooky little story to start us off. Uh-oh. This just happened today. My Did the condol- Silver Shamrock Company finally come through? I wish they would. I My condolences go out to this gentleman's wife and surviving family. Oh. But, yeah. Radio host dies on air while doing morning show. Oh, shit. A longtime British radio host died of a, of a suspected heart attack on Monday. While presenting his daily segment on the air, his radio station announced Tim Go, 55, died early Monday morning while his show, The Tim Go at Breakfast, aired on Gen X Radio, said the news release. Go was presenting the show from his home in Suffolk, Suffolk, whatever, generally Suffolk. can chew my ass later, it's Suffolk County in East England, where he was born. Gen X Radio staff said members were shocked and devastated beyond words over the loss of their colleague whom the, the station described as a hugely experienced and highly talented individual. Oh, my God. Dude. See, now my question is, my whole thing about this, if he died, that's a terrible thing that anybody dies, don't get me wrong. Right. He died at doing this, and he's all around all his electronic equipment. Is his ghost... Oh, yeah. <laughs> would that, yeah. Would that, would, would that <clears throat> equipment be considered haunted then? Yeah, yeah, I, this, yeah, is, this is a story cool, I would like man, to like, follow. It's like... Do people have things happen in the studio after he's pe- well right. be in his house? Well, especially with with uh, uh, the electric pulse as, yeah. as you're dealing with right there. Because there is an electric pulse after you die. It's been yeah. documented hundreds of times. Uh, you, after you die, there's an electric pulse, and they scientists yeah. have t- there's something that happens that like five minutes after you die, there's a pulse. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, did did he feel bad? I wonder with all the the dead air after like everything just like, oh that's stopped. a terrible fucking joke, dude. <laughs> that's but but like, li- like literally, it's like how did they figure out that he went down there? Like um, uh, Tim is uh, still not on the air. Uh, should we go check him out? What's going on? Is this a joke? Bear calls wife because he was right. at home. Oh well, yeah, exactly. He's survived by his wife and his son, I think. But our condolences. To- I don't make ill of the dead, but it's just. My brain works that way. Right, right. If somebody's around all this recording equipment, you know they had to record his last words. But that time when your yeah. soul leaves your body or whatever leaves your body, would it be drawn to all the electronic equipment that was on? I would imagine. That'd be something to keep track of. Like, all right, who's taking his equipment? All right, track it. Yeah. See, in things like that, I definitely tend towards more of a gallows humor kind of thing. So I'm just like, well, he's British. I... I'm guessing he sounded polite as he went. Uh, oh, dear. Know. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sorry. Oh. And then just, you know, just silence, man. Uh, that's horrible, though, man. You're, like, you're on air, and it's just like, but. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you're in, in studio, like a, a bigger studio where there are people <coughs> there, where maybe, you know, somebody realizes right away, like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. Joe's down. <laughs> but you're like sitting sitting in your, your your fucking kitchen nook, you know, recording your bullshit for your show. That you're just That'd be like live. me keeling over right here as yeah, right, exactly. Like I do some stuff like editing when Marty's not around. I just uh, <laughs> I could hear Stacy yelling out, Rob, get your ass up here, Rob uh, I didn't leave the fucker fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, he did. For good. Yeah. So you but you wanna <laughs> hear something. That's one way to get a divorce, man. That's one way to finish it. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear something scarier? 
Oh, man. We are now on TikTok. Ugh. Jesus, why? Because... Oh, my boss said, oh, gets this app, and this app is connected to TikTok. So uh, I instantly got a TikTok. We now have a TikTok account. Oh, no. I haven't put anything on it because I don't think anybody wants to see our ugly No, notes, but man. Uh, maybe we can do the truffle shuffle for somebody. Uh, yeah, right. Now, now, my thing with TikTok, there is some really good creative people on TikTok doing funny shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, the majority of it is stupid bullshit. That somebody comes up with something creative. And a million other people think they're now going to get famous by copying the creative thing they did. And it's just like, oh, it's just... I'm just a, waiting for them to see all the half-naked chick videos. There's not nearly as much of that on there as you would like to think there is. There's probably more on Twitter. There is. We're on Twitter, and that's, that's like, seems like half our followers. Oh, yeah. Half I mean, God chicks. bless them. Let them, put them. I, I didn't yeah. know so many half-naked people were really into the paranormal. Oh, yeah. They don't, they're all into the paranormal. God bless them. <laughs> But I found out with TikTok, they got, there is a, since you're talking of trends, there is a really interesting ten, trend. It's called the F74 trend. Have you heard this? I'm uh, not sure. The latest TikTok challenge sounds like a plot of a sci-fi horror movie. But unlike, but unlike most TikTok challenges, this one doesn't involve filming some type of reaction video for the platform. And that's mostly because users undergo this challenge while asleep. The what is yet the F seventy four challenge? According to a video on the platform that breaks down the trend, the F seventy four hails from Japan, so you know it's going to oh, be fucked up. Jesus! And allegedly, this F seventy four challenge allegedly takes you to a parallel dimension in your sleep. It's called dreaming, man. Wake up, Gen Z. <laughs> As you fall asleep and sink into another dimension, you will allegedly wake up in a hallway filled with red numbered doors. This place is called Floor seventy four. The whole challenge part of being on floor 74 is to find the blank door without a number on it and exit. You have 10 hours. First of all, who the fuck sleeps for 10 hours? It, right, man. I, I'm only getting half of that. Uh, if you're lucky. You have 10 hours to find the door. If you do not get to the door in time, you will supposedly be stranded forever in a parallel dimension. If it meant sleeping for more than 10 hours, I would take that. Sorry. Jesus, man. I don't know. However, there are some obstacles along the way. You may feel... You're being followed, and supposedly if you look back, a mysterious figure will take you into a room with no doors and windows. The only way to escape the room is to bang loudly enough on the walls and hope someone finds you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that challenge because you'll see people like they draw F-74 on their wrist. Right. And that's that helps you think about going to the 74th floor. Right. I'm like, 10 hours of sleep, I bet all our listeners would gladly take 10 hours of sleep. Undisturbed. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, not I, get... I honestly wouldn't. I can't stand sleeping that much. I, I would like to do it like, like once a month, you know, like oh, just no. go into a uh, coma for 10 hours. Uh, I just can't, man. Anything over like eight, I wake up just pissed off and have a headache and shit, and I'm just worse off than if I just slept my five or six. Well, you got glad quote let your boyfriend bang your head against right, the headboard. That's, that's probably why you got that a is, headache. That is true. Uh, no. God damn, dude. I, I don't know. I, I put that into... That is actually like a, a classic dream training mm-hmm. technique of, of thinking about things you want to dream and hoping that your brain goes there. Yeah. I, I would put that into that same category of those. I mean, if it takes you on a cool cool thing, then cool. But I don't know. It, it, it is an interesting idea. Yeah, it's a new trend. That'd be a tick trot to it. Like, oh, they're just videotaping me. I put F74, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> and then you can go to sleep, sleep. Fuck. 
Wake up! No, I'm in the middle of a fucking business TikTok trade, man. man. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is business. Internet money. Leave me the fuck alone. Well, should we actually get God into the... Damn. <laughs> Should we get to the meat of our Halloween well, episode? I, I was going to say, it, it says, you know, it's like it's taken from the plot of a, a sci-fi horror film. It says it sounds similar to yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, or as I call news from scientists lately, man. Like oh, that, God. You know what I mean? I actually went away from the because I have, like, Marty sees right. my stack. I, I got a stack of articles I want to read. Still but, just a pile. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a break from yelling at scientists for doing stupid shit. Oh, we're going to yell at scientists eventually in this. Oh, yeah. I I know. I mean, that's that's inevitable. Yeah. Because they deserve it at this point. Yep. Now, scientists are probably listening to us. We're going to kill that fucker. We're going to find those fuckers and quadratic equation their asses. (laughs) Well, folks, in tradition of the Halloween episode, this is our second annual one. I can't remember. What did we talk about? Oh, we talked about murders that happened in our first season. Oh, yeah. Around, we talk about murders that happen on Halloween. Yeah. This time we're going to go more old school, I think. We're going to talk about zombies. Specifically, yeah. we're going to talk about Con Plan 8888. That's a lot of fucking eights. It is a lot of eights. I, I'm happy to see it. I like eight. Yeah. Basically, this is a military plan that was put out by our government in 2011. Yeah. And it's called the Con Plan 888. Is actually referred to as a counter zombie dominance plan. Yes, uh, that is really all you need on that. Yeah, we're done with the episode. That's that's all you need, folks. No, but this is this is the disclaimer that they give right at the very beginning. Con plan eight eight eight. This plan is not actually designed. This plan is not actually designed. It's a joke. I read that the first way of the wrong. Yeah. During the summer of two thousand nine and two thousand ten, while training argumenti. Argu- Argentians from local training squadrons about the job members. There's going to be a lot of acronyms in here. I'll try yeah, to explain them. The whole thing is written out kind of like a legal document, really. When yeah. You start going through it. Either way, it says components found out by accident that the hyperbole involved in writing a zombie survival plan actually provided very useful and effective training tools. Planners who attended the JME2 at the Count. Joe, Joint Combined Warfighting School also realized that training examples for plans must accommodate the political fallout that occurs if the general public mistakenly believes that a fictional training scenario is actually a real plan that they're oh. they're poking themselves on right now here. Rather than risk such an outcome by teaching our augmentees using the fictional Tanzania or Nigeria scenarios used in JCWS, we elect to use the completely impossible scenario that can never be mistaken as a real plan. Huh. Because that plan was so ridiculous, our students not only enjoyed the lessons that were that actually were able to explore the basic concept of plan and order development, facts, assumptions, specified and implied tasks, references, etc. very effectively. If you suspend reality for a few minutes, this type of training scenario can actually take a very dry, monotonous topic and turn it into something rather enjoyable. Into a, a dry, monotonous topic... Sprinkled with uh, horror. Uh, yeah. It's, it's actually uh, plausible deniability. Yeah, no. it's <laughs> here, Here's kind of the thing with it. Uh, they have thrown that out. I don't know if that was added after it was put out in the public. It probably fucking was because you know somebody probably mean? like, they're really serious. Oh, fuck, man. We got we to gotta give a wink and a nod for this one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that, that is their reasoning behind this whole thing was that it was actually... Twofold training 
uh, training people how to make a plan and then actually coming up with this plan and, and how it would function in the real world. Yeah. And, and they, they said that they used it as a training to think outside of the box on, on their thinking of stuff and how to plan these things out. So actually, I printed out what I printed out the internet version of it. What is right. that's why I don't know if this is the actual. But it's thirty form. pages. It's, yeah, it's thirty pages. But I just went through and I would like to have like uh, offensive operations. We're just going to kind of go through here. This plan, the plans, offensive branch within the annex. C, blah 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 blah. Uh, details the neutralization of zombie capabilities through denial. Deception, disruption, and degradation, and or destruction. So yes. basically, I always say, if this ever happens, we're just going to deny it's happening. Right, in, until we can't. Yeah. The system of Zombicons will proactively anticipate and respond to increased space capability requirements, including offensive space control capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. See, the reason this, I put, I, I'm just putting this right out there right now, I think something like this already did happen. Yeah. Because there is actual footage out there, thermal footage. I cannot, I just, I want to believe it because it looks so realistic. Yeah, it does. And it took place in Russia, actually. Yes. And it shows this guy, you see one little guy that's got a drone. You can can tell it's a drone just by the way it's moving. And it actually shows him shooting at these people. He's hitting the people. You see the material fly off him, but they keep running at him. Yeah. Um,. (laughs) I, I I have to things like this e- even if they're doing it as an exercise I just it, it doesn't seem like it would be then put in with their official documents because it's a training yeah thing you know what I mean if if there wasn't some reality to to putting this out uh, we have stories going back even well I mean for centuries about undead rising and that. But even as early as uh, Vietnam, there are a lot of stories of tunnel rats. Anybody who's unaware, uh, the Vietnam conflict in North Vietnam, a lot of the Vietnamese troops had these huge tunnel complexes built underground, out of cities, over to different areas, to different... And it was... It was a massive maze. Yeah, and there's also maze. stories too. Like there was a sniper at one of the main camps. They couldn't a Vietnamese sniper. They could never catch him yep. because they couldn't ever find the tunnel entrance where this guy was shooting at American troops. Yeah, right next to the fence. They knew he was shooting right from the next fence. He was hitting troops easily, but they could never find the opening to this tunnel system that he was part of. Yeah, but but we had our own troops, and they were usually small guys who were non claustrophobic uh, that would. It was, it was a ballsy job, man. They would basically go down with a, a knife, knife, and a 1911 if, pistol. Yeah, I didn't say they had the 1911, uh, and and that was their job was to kind of map out some of these tunnels, take out traps when they come across them, find because they would have it's, it's almost they were almost like rabbit burrows. Yep, where they would have like big rooms that they had. Yeah, uh, caved out. Oh yeah, they found like with said the weapon depots. They actually found one with a generator and yeah. an op- and an operating table. There's yeah. actually a working hospital underground underneath. But yeah, the, these tunnel rats, as they became called, that was their job, man. They went down into these tunnels, taking out what they could, mapping it out, seeing what was under, where did they lead, 
killing everybody that they came across. If they didn't get killed by the pudgy it, traps or yeah, the snakes. Yeah, multiple, multiple traps were set up yeah. in these things. Uh, but yeah, there, there are more than, than a couple stories of tunnel rats coming across what in essence are zombies yep. coming up at them out of some of these tunnels. And they're like, nope, we yep. gotta go. These, uh, these are no longer Viet Cong. These are undead. Uh, yeah. It's time to back them oh, how do we How do we kill these, Sergeant? <laughs> and, and I imagine there were some of them that probably did get out, which is where some of this actually came started. From. Uh, well, they actually go into zombie threat. They have a summary of different types of zombie. This is yep. one of the coolest parts of it. it is. They have like eight different types of zombies, I think. I, I think nine? it was technically nine. Nine. You don't count animals as zombies. I don't. Okay, the first one is pathogenic zombies, or PZs. Yes. PZs are zombie life forms created after an organism is infected by a virus or bacteria or some other form of contagion. That's your basic undead coming back to life because they have a virus. It's something like uh, 28 Days Later, things yep. like that, where it is a viral contagion that creates this. Yep. You also have radiation zombies, or RZs. RZs are zombies life forms created after an organism is affected by extreme death, after an extreme dosage of electromagnetic or particle radiation. Then you have, that's my favorite, evil magic zombies. Hell yeah. E EMZs are zombie life forms created via some form of occult experimentation in what might otherwise be referred to as evil magic. Yes. Uh, I, I, I would like to believe that some of that probably actually came out of uh, Nazi Germany. Because they were doing a lot of weird occult experimentation. And I don't doubt that maybe some of that came to fruition uh, with some of the things they were messing with. No, they weren't. Just the, the sheer amount of bodies that they worked with, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, something had to stick, man, with, with some of the weird shit they were doing, man. It was, and it ranged anything from, from quote, scientific to straight up black magic shit. Yeah. That's what they were doing. See, I picture more like these evil magic zombies. I think they picture more like the Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the Serpent and the Rainbow was a movie that came out like in 90, 91? Uh, it was earlier than that. Oh, it was? Yeah. Because it had Bill Pullman in it. Yep. And that was one of his first movies, I think. Yeah, very early. I, I want to say it was 88, somewhere in there. Uh, and a Wes Craven film, yeah. Yeah, it was directed by Wes yeah, Craven. Yeah. Uh, Bill Pullman plays Cavalarius Narciss, a man who had been a zombie for two years arguing that a zombification process is more likely to result of complex interaction of tetrodoxtine, a powerful hallucinogenic plant, and a powerful uh, high plant called <laughs> Dartura in the culture. Basically, this he was a Harvard scientist. He got turned yep. into a zombie for two years. Yeah, this, this was also one of Wes Craven's only really closely based on true story yeah. films he did. Uh, which it, I, this movie gets a lot of hate. A lot know. of people didn't like it because they're expecting a crazy, out there horror film from yeah. Wes Craven. Because this is post Elm Street, you know, all of his last house on the left. Uh, but yeah, it's it is kind of a slow film, but, but it's, it's really fantastic. Good. It's really good. I just don't like the eyes. chair scene with the hammer and the big yeah. railroad spike. That just yeah. uh, no, no no. But no. yeah, no, uh, fantastic film. But yeah, no, that's uh, a lot of them. And, and he ended up going on and doing. Uh, research into some of the medications yeah. that, that and, he believes they use. And many, and one of them right that, tetrodoxetan, yeah. that's actually used right now, today. Yeah. 
in surgery because it knocks you out. It's a really good form of anesthesia. And yeah, they, that's the, the yeah they, that's, that's from the, the puffer fish. Yeah, this stuff they get from the puffer fish. Yeah, yeah. Which which dolphins we found out actually use that to get high. Yeah. So they were like, should just always listen to the dolphins. When, when the dolphin stuff. comes up to you and talks to you, make sure you just listen to him. <laughs> then <laughs> figure out if you're yeah. cracked because they're saying so long and thanks for the fish. Yeah, yeah. That's when you need to get get nervous and you yeah. need to grab your towel. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I think that's actually what they're talking about is, is kind of the, tra- what I would consider the traditional movie zombies. Yeah. Like those pre Night of the Living Dead, that movie this was, was the type out. of zombies you had. I like zombie movies, but that, the original zombie movie, Evil, uh, Night of the right. Living Zombie, that just creeped me the fuck out. Oh, Worse yeah, than so any movie that I've seen about zombies now. It's still a very effective, it came out in like, uh, 69. Yeah. I think uh, very effective film, and I don't know if it's because it is still black and white. The colorized version really sucks. They tried to do a colorized version, not the remake. Oh, but they they there for a while. That the big thing from oh. Turner was colorizing black and white. Yeah, and it just did not work for Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note with with Night of the Living Dead. Anybody who hasn't watched it, uh, check it out. It's available all over the place for free yep. to watch. Uh, but like even when I saw it, in the, I think I didn't see it till like '87, and so for me it wasn't a big deal. I mean it was scary, but there are like social things in that movie that at the time it came out were a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, your main hero is a black guy. Yep. Uh, and this is your hero in 1969 America. That was not usually your leading man. No, and what happened to him, which has caused a lot of controversy <laughs> with the movie too, because yeah. Spoiler alert. The main character gets shot Everybody's by a dead. cop. <laughs> by a cop. Yeah. Because they thought he was a zombie. <laughs> a fantastic movie. Like I said, it, it's still very effective today. I watch it usually at least once a year. But there's something about that film that is just... It's just... I think it's, it's more like it's if you look tension. at the scenes where they're eating stuff. Oh. I just It's all ham. I know that now. Yep. But I'm like, how much ham did they actually go through? Oh, to? yeah. It, it's because just, it's just the visualness because you don't really see that you see the blood and gore right. it's more of an implied terror. Well, there, there, there's pulling of meat and sound is really good in that film Yeah, and there again too it, it, in the late 60s you, your films really didn't have this kind of stuff in it uh, they, they really didn't go to that level of gore as you will uh, so that was a shock to a lot of people as well this thing it shocked a whole lot of people, man, when it came out. Oh, Between yeah. a, a, a black protagonist, uh, the amount of, well, there was nudity, which you didn't see a lot of in mainstream yep. film. Uh, it broke a lot of boundaries, is what the Oh, idea. yeah. And, and Romero, being a young director, was just like, fuck it, this is what we're going to do. Man. Yep. And, yeah, no, it's a uh, fantastic goddamn film. Dude, I love that movie. The but, next, yeah. The next zombie they have in there after Evil Magic Zombies is Space Zombies. Yes. Space Zombies are zombie life forms originated from space or created by toxic contaminants of the Earth environments via some form of extraterrestrial toxin or radiation. Zombie satellites can be classified as ZZ. However, they pose no danger to human unless they conduct an unplanned deorbit. Oh, what the fuck? I don't understand that. Zombie satellites. That bothers me. It's uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Here, here's the thing that I, I have with the space zombie one. To me, it's it's their way of signifying. Yeah, we know there's shit going on. 
Yeah, because that makes uh, it sounds like there's yeah, a satellite like the, up there. The satellite, that's just... it's like oh, like like a little comet or something. But n- no, um, this is something that is actively deorbiting. And somebody um, put in orbit. It's like, hey, dead hand switch. Like you might yeah. be going to drop a zombie apocalypse on you. Like, oh, what? Yeah, no. There, there's a lot of little things in here where it's like, is this a nod to acknowledging that it, there is other things messing in our world that we are afraid of? I hate to read this. Typically, zombie satellites only pose a threat. The sat the satcom services two satcom services like Directv. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So you're gonna have a zombie on a satellite, like, yeah, Direct TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Direct TV is is the worst threat to Direct TV, really. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Good God. Then we have weaponized zombies. So this is more like yes. a, yeah. Weaponized zombies are zombie life forms that li- deliberately created by via bio biomechanical engineering for the purpose of being employed as weapons. Zombie weaponization programs and supporting infrastructures are included in COAs to deal with these threats. Yeah, the movie Crazy exemplifies the most common type of weaponized zombie: human turned into zombies via explosions, toxic chemicals, and gases. The Crazies, awesome zombie movie. Right, I, I like both, uh, the original and the remake. I've never seen the original. Oh yeah, really good, really good. Like I little, really like more play, out I, there. I like but... it. Like it takes place in Iowa. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 really I was be... just in Iowa last weekend. Oh, that's too bad. I know. <laughs> Shout out to my friends who live in Iowa. I have in-laws that live in Iowa, kind of. Uh, I think maybe feel sorry for them. Right. Oh, I ever tell you that story about my aunt that lived in Nebraska. Larchwood? I ever no. tell you? Oh, I she lived in Larchwood, so. Iowa. Just right, it's right outside yeah. Sioux Falls. And she was renting a house at the time, a big old two-story, almost three-story farmhouse. And the driveway, you had to go up the dirt road. Oh yeah, yeah. And her house was surrounded by corn. Oh. Yeah, it was like it's something out of science. That's how oh. her, I had corn surrounded her house. And I'm like, we go out there in a high summer, you know, corn's oh, tall yeah, as shit. No. And I'm like, we spend the night out there, and I'm just looking out the window. I'm like, is there anything going to come out the corn to get our asses? I hope not. Well, even even like sitting out there, if you've never been in a cornfield, and, and just like there's nothing going on but the wind going through the corn, it's an unsettling sound. It it's is just, it just like, shh. I was like, waiting for ah, I was waiting for, I was looking for like one of them Isaiah children of the corn hat people. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Funny yeah. story again. Uh, I took a Parker and Caden by my two older boys. Yeah. I actually took a picture of them when I had a child crossing. This is over by um Grant Duel. And I put them in a cornfield. I mean the corn was tall and it had children crossing and I just took a picture, I could barely see them. Oh geez. Yeah, the ex wife didn't like that picture. I'm like, why? It's a funny picture. Oh, They're standing God. in the corn. Right. Like, it's not like they're idea. waiting for he who, who walks behind the rose or anything. Uh, <laughs> okay. <everything's fine. laughs> the next type of zombie we have is symbiote-induced zombies. Symbiote-induced zombies are zombie life forms originating from the introduction of a symbiote life form into an otherwise healthy host. Although the symptoms of symbiote zombieism is similar to in most regards to a pathogenic zombie, the symbiote does not kill the host organism quickly or at all. However, there is no known way to save an organism after zombie, zombieism has occurred, even if the symbiont is removed. What does that remind you of? Well, see, I, I, I'm looking down their list of, you know, all fake, made-up zombie things, and there's a whole lot of these that we know are true. 
Um, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> that one is that, really hits that close. That one is definitely a, a real thing, man. Yeah. There is a shit ton of of uh, nature parasites. We discussed that in our first season yeah. about fungus or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we've got ones that uh, take over insects, and, and like they're there'll be nothing left but just their basis brainstem. And this thing is still walking it along. Uh, the, 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 the snails that get taken over uh, yep. by a, a, a basically zombie parasite. That yep, makes them move around and flash and so they yep. get eaten so they can so get into a different thing yeah. so they spread. And, and yeah, these, these are definite for real things that exist in nature. Oh, here's have you heard of, have you ever heard of this? I know you haven't. It's a PP PPMV virus. Have you heard of that? No. Uh, PPM, okay, let me see. PPMV is a viral disease that does not affect man or animals, but a human that handles a pigeon with PMV or live vaccine can produce conjunctivitis and sensible precautions are not taken. Do not touch your eyes immediately after handing a pigeon with PMV. Folks, you need to stop this recording right now and look up a video of PMV pigeon. Uh, yeah, look this up. Basically, it's this is what some of the symptoms that are seen with these. Thin, broken, solid droppings in a pool of liquid. Fine tremor of the eye or head. Staggering. Somersaults in flight. Crash landings. Difficult picking up seeds, pecking and missing. Tossing seeds backwards. Twisting neck, head upside down. Oh, shit. Stargazing. And that's why you'll see in the video, you'll see a pigeon, it's like, its oh. neck is broken and it's like staring up at you upside down. <laughs> Paralyzes of legs and wings, spiraling flight, flying backwards, Jesus. turning in circles, and having fits. Now, well, the reason I bring this up is pigeon. because this is something, you have all these people handling it, it's like the bird flu. It went from chickens to humans, right. pigeons, it can, this, this thing, if you got that shit, uh. that would definitely look like you, they call it the gazombie pigeon syndrome. It's PMV virus. Right. Uh, yeah, but I'm serious. I, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. I'm looking up this all clickbait. Look up. Nope. I have videos of these pigeons. Their heads are like down by their feet. And they're looking up at it. They're walking toward the people. They're not oh scared of anybody. God, that's creepy. Well, pigeons are barely scared of anybody. I had one uh, when we were in Chicago in, I don't know when it was, June. That they literally just like followed me down the block. Just like kept walking next to me and shit. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Go away. I have no snacks on me right now, man. They just look up at me if I'd stop, they'd stop. I'm like, did I just get a fucking pet? Man, I don't even like birds. What are you doing? <laughs> the hell out of here, Chicago bird. This this leads up to the other zombie. They have chicken zombies. Yes, yeah, it's actually zombies. in it. That's all I'm yes. trying to leave that to. Although it sounds ridiculous, this is actually the only proven case of zombies that actually exist. Hint, hint. Chicken zombies were first documented by Jonathan M. Forrester on December 4, 2006. Online article, Zombie Chickens Taking Over California. Yeah. Chicken zombies occur when an old hen that can no longer lay, lay eggs are incorrectly incorrectly euthanized by poultry farmers using carbon monoxide. The hen are then deposited in large piles to decompose. The hen appears to be dead when buried, but inexplicably comes back to life and digs himself out of the pile of dead chickens. Yeah. After reaching the surface, the chicken zombie staggers about for a period of time before ultimately expiring due to internal organ failure. Chicken zombies are simply terrified to behold and are likely only to make people become vegetarians in protest to animal cruelty. They appear to be no direct threat to humans. 
They are different from WZs. I can't remember what that word is. Uh, weaponized, weaponized zombies. Because they are the result of actions taken to kill a living organism. Vice, actions taken to deliberately reanimate dead organism or impair life functions to a minimal function. Uh, man, it shouldn't surprise you. I mean, even chickens, when their heads get lopped off, will run around for, you know, a few minutes still running around. Thinking you killed one with carbon but, dioxide. I, that'd probably be the worst zombie apocalypse right there, uh, chicken zombie, because they outnumber us easily on the same oh, planet. Yeah, they, just, yeah. they just outnumber God, us. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Oh, yeah. my God. That's the worst. Fuck birds. But this is the one, this, this, the next zombie, this is the last zombie on the list I'm going to bring up. This kind of disturbs me the most. Oh. That is the vegetarian oh, zombie. The vegan, yeah. Vegetarian zombies are life forms originated from any cause but pose no direct threat to humans because they only eat plant life, as indicated in the popular game Plant vs. Zombies. Although vegetarian zombies do not attack humans or other animal life, they will consume all plant life in front of them. Yes. They can consume massive deforestation and eliminate basic food crops essential to human rice, corn, soybeans. When normal... When normal, where normal carnivore zombies commonly grown, the word brains, semi-confidential vegetative zombies, can be identified by their aversions to humans, affinity to plants, and their tendency to be semi-comprehensible grown, the word grains. Ha ha, funny. But if you think about it, that's actually the scariest one. Oh, yeah. Like, like first thought, it's like, oh, no, vegan zombie, uh, who cares? Uh, fuck them, that's fine, let them eat that. But when you start thinking about how much damage does a, a pack of locusts cause mm-hmm. in our in our food supply? Yeah, I mean, and and yeah, there there's millions of them. But now imagine human sized shit <laughs> uh, going through and just ravaging fields and eating every bit of See, it. Michael- Not only even are you running out of the food. Uh, eventually you start running out of plants that are re- recycling that carbon dioxide yep. and your oxygen levels worldwide, if left unchecked, are going to drop because there simply isn't enough plants to keep air going to keep the rest of us alive. Also, too, you got to think about, too, like when, when these veg- vegetarian zombies, if they're... <coughs> excuse me, bro. <coughs> excuse me. What if the... Uh, now, when they crawl over the wheat fields and that is can't eat it because you have all that stuff you could probably turn it into one because they're humans yeah. but they only eat plants yeah so there has to be some way to cross contaminate humans oh yeah no absolutely so basically they'll roll around in the wheat field the corn field lettuce oranges and we yeah. can't fucking eat it now yeah e- even if it's chunks they didn't get to yeah if they've been through it unless you know a, a surefire decontamination process Anything they were around is is done. I mean, it's gone. Oh yeah. And I don't know about you. Maybe they aren't going to dig up like root vegetables, but I don't want the rest of my existence to be rutabagas and fucking radishes. You know what I mean? Yeah, potatoes. If that's what potatoes. they're going to get. Potatoes. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Any type of legume. Yeah, right. We all be good. We all be good. We, we got peanuts, man. That's all we got. We got some oh, gas. Man. Hey, then we won't have to worry about it. Then we won't have to worry about cold during the winter because everybody knows about the methane that we're putting out from partying. Uh, Bottle it. It'd be like that one TikToker that sells jars of oh, farts yeah, for like a thousand bucks. Yeah, ever farts when she got, yeah. she got in trouble for that. There is some legal considerations that they have in here, too, I found interesting. There are all they are almost no restrictions on hostile actions that may be taken either defensively or offensively against 
pathogenic life forms, organic robot entities, or traditional zombies. Given the likelihood of an all-out threat to human survival, it is likely that this plan will be executed concurrently with the declaration of martial law within the continental United States and U.S. territories. Additional legal considerations taken into account. When planning for the, when preparing for this plan, include applicable U.S. states, United States, United Nations Charter, international tre- treaties, and agreements to which the U.S. is a party. The law of armed conflict, customary international law, applicable rules of engagement, and policies. Hmm. See, Mike, they they threw something in there that I wasn't expecting, the robotic part. Uh, right. Uh, we'll see there. So they're worried about a robot uprising. How fucked up would well, that be? Well, you think about, I think it's the, the weaponized description they yeah. give. It is a biomechanical, which means we're actually looking more at like an undead cyborg type thing. Oh, better yet. what they're talking about. I was trying to think it's like, like a zombie got its hand stuck in a hammer or some shit. Yeah, no, it's it's a, a, a mixing of that. Uh, synthetic scientists, and, and you human. better be reading this and not doing this. That's all I gotta say. And instead of giving them free will, they are you know, basically zombified. Yeah, yeah. You, you are a, a living robot. Yeah, that's that, what? that's what caught me when they, like I said, they have their description of the weaponized. I was like, oh, biomechanical. No, that's not good. No. And that is that is literally a brain dead side. Who came up with the idea to do this episode? Covered covered in death. I'm going to have nightmares tonight now. I hope, man. I, I hope, I too. I haven't had dreams in so long. I, I like good nightmares. But, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, I I know on, on their... In their, their sheet of, of what they were talking, they have their, their four main phases if things were to blow up yep. and go to hell, as it were, with a, an apocalypse of zombie magnitude. Hint, hint, it's never going to happen, right? This is all theoretical, remember? We're... we're but notice, we also said this is this is not a joke. We're setting this up for real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like they always, they said that their first phase is inform the military and the public of what kind of zombie and how to kill them. I will say bullshit. That is not their actual first phase. Their first phase is going to be going back to denial and trying to shut it down before the general public even knows. Yep. Um, if you start seeing like there are big accidents in small towns. Train derailment. That's probably what it is. We need to close this down because this, this train derailed with the, the chemical on it. We had right. to call the military in. And it, I mean, it's it, that gets used in movies and shit a lot, but it gets used because it has been used before. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it, it is a realistic option that they have thrown out on us before. It's like, oh, no, there's a bunch of fucking this, whatever, laying out there. You can't go out there. But, yeah, no, I, I would say their actual first phase is to try to mop up and stop any uh, the first outbreaks they find of it even if you go to the extreme of say small towns like the crazies this is basically what happened things went nuts they shut the whole town down with the intent of we're going to destroy all of it it, to hide what we fucked up I would say a spoiler to the government had a big involvement in that one in the movie because they never tell you you don't find out to like oh three quarters of the way through what caused them to go crazy because the military lost the plane but they don't know where it went down. <laughs> Which again is realistic. So how many how many nukes is it we have no uh, track? Uh, I mean, up? broken it's arrows. Like eight. Uh, yeah, it's, we have eight broken arrows that we still to this day have no idea where they are. Yeah. where they're at. And they were um, two, at least three of them are in the continental United yeah, States. Yeah, in our own in our own. They uh, just can't find home them. Home field. We have no idea where they are. 
Uh, but yeah, no, it's very realistic. But yeah, no, that that's their first phase is like, oh, we're gonna inform the military and the public of of what kind of zombie we're dealing with, whether it be the evil magic zombies or you know what have you. And again, I, I kind of hope bullshit. it's evil magic zombies. I, I kind of want to see evil magic because evil magic zombies you can figure out who's doing it, kill them, then they, right, they stop. Right. You, you can get can't back to more. the source. Yeah, and, and shut it down. It's like the vampire legend, right? Right, right. You kill right. the head vampire, everybody else, the vampire problem goes back to normal. Yeah, everybody's fine, or the dead, or however you want to make that work. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, like their their uh, second phase is the deterrent phase, and and this is they they've already informed you that the zombies themselves can't be deterred because you know they they are just an unthinking uh, mob just killing everything in its path. Yep. But the the main goal is to restore everyone's confidence in the government's ability to keep control of these zombies so that the public does not freak out. Uh, because you can't deter zombies, let's be real. You, yeah. you can reason with them all you want. Unless it's, you know, like... Uh, the you can Raider. train them, right? You've seen... Everybody's here. Right. Everybody's listening to us. Probably has seen Shaun of the Dead. It's one of the yeah, best yeah, zombie man. movies He's ever. Gonna play you can just train them. And they'll play right. video games with you. They're your buddies. You can talk with them and shit. But yeah, then their third and fourth phases basically all, all uh, boil down to... Here we're going to do big swaths of destroying all the zombies we can. And phase four is just finishing off all the pockets that we find that are still there. That is awful optimistic of you, government. Department of Defense, that is optimistic that you will be to phase three or four before everyone crumbles down. See, the, the true threat of the zombie is that everybody can be one. Yep. Um, their, their numbers really don't stop until everyone is dead. Yep. Yes. They will constantly be replenishing their numbers. Um, there again, it, it depends on the kind of zombie. If you go to, say... Uh, Romero's living dead. You have to be bitten by them or whatever to contract it. Yeah, if you go to say Walking Dead, the the virus or whatever it is is already present in everybody, mm-hmm. and something triggers it to activate. And everybody who dies, this is what's going to happen. Your your numbers are constantly going to be refilled. See, but uh, if you read there, I can't remember where it's actually at, but they talk about if someone is built. They have. 20, they have a week to two weeks before they turn. How do you know that? Because every movie I've ever watched is like a couple hours. Depends on how bad yeah, the bite yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. Depending on how fast it spreads. Yeah, are, are you guys speaking from the experiments you've done? Uh, yeah. You know, this is this Night of the Living Dead 2. Period. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another good zombie movie there. Night of the Living Dead 2. Yeah. I think, actually... Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, I was down at Council Bluffs this weekend. Oh yeah. I didn't know they had a no. They had a con down there. I didn't even know. Oh that. really? Yeah. Because all of a sudden, my father-in-law's like, "What the fuck is that person dressed up like a monkey for?" And I'm like, "What?" I was half asleep. It's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's a, that's a Saiyan." He's like, "What?" Oh, that's kick ass. He's like, "Yeah, that's a Saiyan." He's like, "It's a goddamn monkey." Goddamn chimpanzee. And I'm the like, gorilla I'm like, then all of a sudden I see these these other people dressed like in Japanese stuff, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. there has to be a con around here. Oh hell like, yeah, man! I like, I didn't know where it was at, but I missed it. No shit. Yeah, that's sad. But like yeah. I was saying, like with um, Night of the Living Dead Two, I want to say I thought I seen a flyer where the chick, the punk chick, was down there. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I want to say there was a flyer. Not it. I'm thinking about it. In my green matter. There was a flyer, and I think uh, they had. The zombie girl from yeah, Night of the Living Dead 2, the bunker, yeah, punk girl, she's hot. 
She's bad. hot. That's badass. And now I wish I'd known about that. I mean, not enough for me to want to. I wish I would known about that. I'd probably save more money than going to the casino and gamble. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if I knew that was going to be there and I'm already there, yeah. well, hell yeah, man. Uh, that would have been cool as hell. Oh, but they also have, um, oh, they have um, collateral plans. You see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Collateral plans. So this. They have several other plans. It's called Con Plan 8035 Space Operations. Plan 8531 Pandemic Influenza. Um, Plan 8099 Combating Weapons of Mass Destruction. Um, Yeah, 1080 Deterrence and Global Strike. And 8001 Omnibus Support Plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, there's, they talk about how they can use, oh, yeah, if this happens, we actually have permission to use weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there there you have a, a major city is taken over. The best way to to uh, uh, eliminate that threat is to block it off and let, let uh, the atoms take care of it, if you will. Yeah. Um, let's see. There is I no... Mean, no matter how, how, how well you make a wall, something's going to get in or out. That's just how it that's is. How, that's like, that's why I'm saying, like, okay, first of all, I'm going to probably piss a lot of people off when I say this. 28 Days Later is not a fucking zombie movie. No. It is not. If you think it is, go watch it and tell me the one person that dies that comes back to life. Right. Zombie movies, in my personal opinion, is where something's dead and it comes back to life. Yes. 28 Days Later is just a virus. Yeah, it, it is a viral contagion. Fantastic film. Similar to Crazies, that's what yeah. it is. Crazies is not a zombie movie either. Yeah. But okay, I'm sorry, I had to get that off my chest. That's right, I just got to throw it out there. Man. Yeah. There is no known medical cure for zombie pathogen. At this time, it can be assumed that once a human turns, they cannot be cured or reverted to human status. Seek out the nearest CDC for any hopes of medical breakthrough during times of a pandemic. Jesus, yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. Anybody who's seen The Walking Dead ending up at the CDC didn't seem to do any good because no. everyone was already gone there. And the guy was crazy. That was yeah, <laughs> the one that was there was nuts as shit. The yeah, only- which to, to me, like with that thing there, it's like, i.e., for the last 40 years we've been testing on it and nothing has seemed to work. Uh, I mean, theoretically, uh, we can't come up with any ideas of what would cure this. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. theoretically, yep. And they actually actually show that... <coughs> excuse me, folks. I can't hear this cough. And that CDC from Walking Dead, the guy actually shot his wife... Yeah. ...in the head that shows... that doesn't show it, but shows it through an x-ray. Yep. Then she comes back to life anyway. After she was shot in the head, I'm like, do you saying that not work? Because that null avoids this next thing they have here. The only assumed way to effectively cause casualties to the zombie ranks... By tactical force is is the concentration of all firepower to the head, specifically the brain. The human brain will still be functioning in a zombie state, but it is universally agreed that the only part actually active will be the brain stem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the primal but, level. But again, watching zombie movies, there should be a lot of correlations here. What about yeah. the zombies that have like the people try to kill them and they only partially cut their head off? Well, see, you can cut their head off and it's still fine. It's yeah, still the body still works and everything. They, they, well, go back to even like Romero's. It's you gotta shoot him in the brain. That's the only way to. It's the only way to put him down. This I, that, I got my new job. I want this job. Oh boy! 
The Chaplain Corps may provide the oh, only yeah. viable means of combating evil magic zombies. As such, atheists could be particularly vulnerable to EMZ threat. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, yeah, the, the Chaplain Corps. I was like, holy shit, is that a thing? It Come is. Come on, man. I kick ass for the Lord. Get in here, boys. Uh, what the fuck, man? That's so crazy. There is so much stuff in here. It's like, why do we have a chaplain corps if this is all theoretical? You know what I mean? We do have a chaplain corps. I mean, we corps. do we have a chaplain corps. But this is, they're speaking to them as like a, a military, you know, fighting force. The chaplain corps. But yeah, no, I mean, chaplains exist as, as a job. Yeah. It's, you know, military pastor. But yeah, they're referring to them as like a, a, a special segment of the chaplain corps. Like this, you know... Supreme G.I. Joe level fighting force guys, man. They're just all like whipping crosses. What kind of guns and... would they have? Well, they have probably regular guns, but would their bullets have like crosses oh, I'm in sure them? sure they would have like like little crosses or depending on what other stuff they got to fight. Uh, I'm guessing the zombie one is the only one we've actually released so far of our of, of our government's uh, 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 threat assessments of all yeah. the horrible things out there. Uh, wait till they, they probably the, the government they probably release this con plan. And they're like, God damn, this took off like a wildfire. We didn't think this would be serious. It's like basically this this whole thing when you read it feels like soft disclosure. Oh god, yeah, it does. Yeah, and like I said, you have all these other little pieces in there that are arrows pointing to other shit that they have have denied. Yeah, and, and all of it is like the biomechanical, extraterrestrial satellite, uh, all this weird little shit that is just like a one line thing in there, but it's like. Oh, oh! Why is that put in here? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Not just a plausible deniability. Yeah, it, it's like all of it is. It, it's tied into other shit that they probably know. It, it's kind of how I read it. It's like, um, guys, you want to extrapolate more than thirty pages on this? Uh, yeah. Can we get some? Just, uh, just I want thirty pages footnotes. just on why you got zombie satellites. Yeah, right. Let, let's go to the the footnotes part where you cite your sources for all these things. Please, yeah. can we get that? Then they come to a section of the plan called Shortfalls and Limiting Factors. <laughs> this is kind of scary. Yeah. Shortfalls and Limiting Factors. One, adequate zombie defenses require sandbags, sand, barbed wire, anti-personnel mines, riot control chemicals, mop gear, and petroleum to create flame barriers. These supplies may not be present in sufficient volume to allow desired levels of destruction, I mean defense, against zombie incursion, and can severely tax available logistics support infrastructure. Uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> sure that's could. That's all. You're goddamn right. It's right in the nuts. Uh, so everybody's stuck up on your Claymore mines because uh, they're coming. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus. Uh, the next slide is even scarier, I think. Forces do not currently hold enough contingency stores, food, water, to support 30 days of barricaded counter-zombie operations. No. Sadly, most places do not have enough for 30 days for anything that no. might be coming. Most people don't have enough supplies. That's why stocking up on supplies, you may seem like a crazy person. We live here in right. South Dakota, and there's been times, I remember growing up when I was really younger and that, there's like weeks we couldn't even leave the farm because we were snowed in, but we had all oh, these yeah. canning yep. and all that. That's why you need to stock up on supplies. They're not, not fear-mongering here, for no, us. I'm no, just saying, no. it's good to have like your non-perishables yep. be, be willing to eat that non-perishable stuff like your beans and that beans yep. like a oh, five pound yeah. bag of beans is like two bucks yeah yeah super cheap and if it comes even uh, uh, uncooked rice yeah big bags are for next to nothing 
And the funny thing about beans, too, that may be gross and you have to make them into lentils, but you can actually turn around, and if it comes down to it, you can actually turn around and grow them as crops. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Right potatoes, there. there's certain potatoes. Yep. They have a... You have to look at them, but like most of them now are going away from it. Before, they used to have a thing where it keeps the eyes from. Now, potatoes, they're good forever. If they start growing the stocks off, you can turn around and use them. Yep. Grow them. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it, it's not that crazy. Like, I, I didn't think much. I've always grown up in town, uh, so it was never really that big of a deal. You know what I yeah. mean? It was never an issue to get somewhere. But like I said, when, when we lived out of town, and it was like the worst winter we'd had in <coughs> years... And yeah, there were times where we would be trapped out there for three, four days. And it's like, mm, and yeah, we were poor as shit at the time too. But it's like we always, no matter what, I made sure there was some kind of food there to eat. Yep. So it's like you, you don't know. If That's why you need pets, here, folks. Always have pets handy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we had I had a big, giant, you know, eight inch Oscar, and we were always ready for a fish fry. <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, it's. Just that three, four days, man. It's like, fuck, we can't. You, do, you don't really think about it till it actually happens. Oh, yeah. And this is just like, this um, con plan actually is a good thing, too, because it makes you think, like, yes, this is all fictional. It may oh, not right, happen. Right. My, I'm finger quoting that the government yeah, doesn't yeah. know anything about this. But it's just good to have that supply. Always have a backup plan. Like, I have a go bag. I have two go bags, one in each vehicle, if I'm ever driving one. Just so in case I need to get home, I have stuff to get me home. Right. Go bags, I'm a big supporter of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go bags, you need them, folks. Or get out of Dodge bags. If shit hits a fan, have a contingency plan because yeah. you never know when it's going to happen or what it's going to happen. Or if, like, a tornado comes in, ruins your house, have your basic stuff ready in case you got to go stay at a friend's house. You have right. basic essentials. So, but I like this this part three of the shortfalls and limiting factors. Get this U.S. Stratcom. Has no ground combat forces capable of repelling a zombie assault. <laughs> I'm like, you put this all out there. Yeah, we can do it. But we don't have the forces to do it. We'll even admit it. <laughs> Here's all the plans. They're not going to fucking work. So if you guys want to grab some shovels and shit uh, to help us out and bash some uh, you know, undead heads in. Because we don't have the numbers to actually fulfill our plan that we're putting out here. Yep. Um, but we have a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. U.S. Stratcom can only deliver synchronized fire against the zombie threat via strategic air, space, and maritime forces. That's 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 what bothers me a lot. Because they just talked it all up. Yeah, we can do all this, and blah, 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 but we only can do it if we have these. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if you're close to the coast and we have a bunch of ships off here, we can bombard it. Don't we have, like, a whole howitzer division still? I mean, they, they, a lot of Fort Sill is still missile systems, and yeah. we couldn't do that and at least take some of that out of control. Okay. Now, okay, I'm sorry. This, uh, this is going to be a long episode. I don't care, folks. Okay, get this. U.S. Stratcom component levels continue of operation plans do not currently address zombie threats. Further, since compartment utilized facts, since compartment... Utilize facilities provided by other U.S. Stratcom components or non-hardened temporary facilities. Zombie threats will likely render COOP ineffective. COOP should be realized and should be revised to include in extremist carpentry, welding, and lumber stockpiling, and training the metalwork in order to facilitate a shelter in place ops and barricading of unhardened facilities against zombies. Basically, folks, 
if the government starts, hey, we need these welders, you see a big run on welders and lumbers, you right. better start preparing for the ship. Because uh, basically what they're saying there is like m- most of our uh, outposts and shit that we have are, are not really that uh, sturdy no. and will be overrun pretty goddamn quick. So we're going to need you to build these fucking uh, iron bulkheads and weld them here. Uh, please. And just, just hold this board here. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? I don't know. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm, I, I imagine they would do it like they do a lot of their things. They would just like compartmentalize it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we just need you to weld all these things up here. Why are we welding all these spiked fucking angled walls? Ah, it's this weird it's thing aesthetic. that we're trying. Yeah. Why are we building these giant wooden frames? Don't worry about it. Get this. Airborne command centers are unlikely to be viable after the first week of a zombie invasion. Although refueling in air will extend mission capabilities, the support bases that refuelers operate from will likely be overrun by zombies. It is possible that islands like Hawaii, Guam, and Diego Garcia might remain viable relocation bases if airborne C2 assets can make it to these locations. The last... Yeah. Place location, yeah. Diego Garcia. That is a dark black hole that no one knows anything about. Yeah, uh, other than there's a refueling station. That's basically all we know. Is like we know planes uh, drop and refuel there. Yeah, nothing else about the capabilities, uh, armaments, how many people are there, what people are there. MH370 is there. Yeah, that's a rumor uh, too because. Yeah. You're basically, if you go on there, you, as a civilian, you can't even get on that island. No. And there's no. been people that actually were stationed on there. There's this, I've seen a video, it's on YouTube, I don't know how much truth there is, but there's a black guy who says, yeah, he was at Diego Garcia, and he says, there is some fucked up shit there that he doesn't even want to talk about. And he was, he's a military vet. Right. He's like, I was there, and he's like, I'm not even going to talk about what I've seen on that island. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeesh, man. Yeah, because it's an absolute no-fly zone, uh, no float zone. You cannot bring. And a ship the weird thing is, it's like amount. it has it, basically when the spatial was still flying, that was one of the alternate places for it to land. Yes. Which makes me think of the X three seventy B, whatever that. Yep, yep, yep. I yep. wonder how many times that's actually last landed there. I don't know. Because if anybody knows, like the X seventy three B. Is a small. It's about the size of a drone, a big size drone, yep. the one that carry the Hellfire missiles. But this goes up into space for like three years at a time, folks. Yeah. And I know we've, I probably mentioned it before because I mentioned a lot of random shit in these podcasts. Right. But no one knows what it goes up there for. The government says, "Oh, it's just testing that." What yeah. the fuck could be up there for three years testing? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're testing. I have I have theories. Like I think I said this before. I think they're actually taking plant life up there. Because you're actually testing for long endurances of space travel for right, radiation, right. how much yeah. it affects plants, or even mammals for that fact. Yeah, I mean, Small we, mice. we've seen how, how limited time in space messes with us even genetically. And muscle mass and all that. Oh, yeah. Just and, a big thing. And everything, it, it, it does affect you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Which, again, we're getting off subject with this. No, we're not, because this leads but, into uh, space zombies. D- deep space exploration, we go back to that. Realistically, the only way I think we could survive it without becoming evolutionarily changed, like in Pandorum, over generations, hundreds of years, 
would be a cryo type yep. of thing to basically put your life down to almost non-existent, in essence, freezing time for you. This and is tying in, oh my God, this is tying into the Fisherman article that have antifreeze in their blood. Yeah, right? That's all they got to do is figure that out, inject it, right. and freeze us, and we won't freeze actually, but our, that's it. We figured it out. There we are. We got a patent right where's, now. Where, where's our money, government? Yeah. Where's my money? Then the, we're going to skip part now to where they talk about references. The counter... Zombie Damian's Operation Basic Plan. This is these are their references, their sources. Yeah, they have the National Security of the United, Strategy of the United States, uh, Unified Command Plans 2011, Guidance for Employment of the Forces, Joint Stra- Joint Strategic Capabilities Plan, U.S. Stratcom, Current Operational Orders and Directives, The Zombie Survival Guide, Complete Protection from the Living Dead by Max Brooks. Oh uh, yeah. The Zombie Survival Guide Recorded Attacks by Max Brooks, World War Z and Oral History of the Zombie War by Max Brooks, and Zombie Combat Model, A Guide to Fighting the Living Dead by Berkeley Trade. And the favorite one here, Zombie Chickens Taking Over California, Jonathan M. Porter. They also have Zombies vs. Unicorns (laughs) by Justin Larvester and Holly Black. Uh... Who would have known that, that uh, Mel Brooks's son would be uh, the the world's leading uh, 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 expert on zombie attacks? That's fucking goddamn great, man. <laughs> oh, Max Brooks, that's fantastic. Toward the end of this, they got one thing here that this, a lot of stuff bothers me about that. I know I keep saying that, right? But it does because this section here. Yeah, you got to understand there are whole pages of this thing that is just basically legalese. This this uh, Joint Chiefs group will be in charge of this, yeah. and it's pretty dull. It's not you have to, to read this whole thing. You find no kernels They're of truth. Exactly like, like everything else up to it. Well, where it's like this, this, this little sentence where you go, wait a minute. Yeah, this section here. Science provides almost no useful data about zombies. Although useless, useless. Although this pres- although this presence presents a number of. Challenges when military planners design operations to counter zombies. These plans utilize data provided by science fiction sources, in addition to what little academic scientific information is currently available. The use of science fiction sources does not provide a compelling compelling advantage for military planners. However, in almost all cases, science fiction scenarios significantly enhance analyzes of course of action, facilitate call of action, wargaming adjustments, and provide insight for the planners with regards to the development of facts, assumptions, risk, and aversion of planners with regards, uh, just with that, version of groupthink or cognitive base. In short, the more robust the science fiction scenario related to zombies is, the more useful it is for planning proposed, regardless of how outlandish it might be. Scientists, this is why you watch science movies. You're right. They, they, science you're, fiction you're, horror. Get on. The it. government has just laid it out. It's like, yeah, man, you need to pay attention to this. Yeah, it's crazy. But you can do all this dumb shit. But but you can make like the spider that milks out spider right right the goat that milks out spider webs. But you need to watch these zombie movies. But this shit could happen because I, I, I like to think the the hundreds of hours I've seen on zombie things at, at least give me a living edge for just a slight bit longer than somebody who has no idea what's happening. <laughs> you know, or or is one of those that and, and I think you would see that if this were an actual scenario. In that initial, you're going to have a whole group of, of the population that simply is disbelieving it. 
and are going to get killed. Because they're like, ah, this can't possibly be bad. This is just something else. And they're just going to get slaughtered. Because they, they, their head can't comprehend that, hey, this crazy shit is actually going on. We need to do X, X, X to do this. Yep. Because they'll just, just got... be like, no, we'll be fine. We'll just sit in here. They'll come in. They'll take care of it. It's probably just some sick people. People are going crazy a little bit. Right. And, and pretty soon that you you find them, you know, desiccated bodies five years later as you're scrounging through houses because <laughs> they never left or they died right there. Just, yeah, it's like, Joe, Joe's just not feeling well. Yeah, he, he, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Pick it. She bit me on the arm. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, anybody who bites me, I don't care if my neighbor, they're going to have to just because I know I'm on a tie clock. It's like, no, fuck this, man. Get your kids' chompers off my fucking hands. See, again, like I'm going to say, scientists are watching horror movies because they talk about how zombies can't swim. That's true, they can't. They can't. They can sink to the bottom and yeah. walk across the bottom. Well, that's what I was going to say. We we're talking about, oh, Hawaii and these islands are, are, are a good, you know, alternate site for refueling. Well, yeah, they sure are for a while. <laughs> I Ooh, mean, yeah. uh, eventually, you got to understand islands. Anybody who doesn't understand how islands work, it is not just a floating piece of land on top of water. The, the zombies will eventually walk over there. Those that don't get picked off by scavengers under the sea. That makes it worse yet, because they get picked off, then the zombie no, wears, yeah. they got zombie sharks, zombie octopuses. And, and the fuckers are smart. They're, they're going to be eventually climbing up onto shore at one of these places. It it's, it's, will be bound to happen. There's enough of them. What about a zombie whale? See, oh. it wouldn't actually eat it, but I'm just saying the virus would get in the water and saturate the water so much from right. like the sharks killing them and crabs. And then it would depend on, on how the, the virus or however it is uh, transferred. Worst case scenario, it just goes into the skin. It goes through oh, your yeah, eye yeah, because... Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zombie whale. I, I, I don't think I, I've ever I, seen a movie about a zombie whale. I, 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 I like whales, but whales terrify me because they are fucking massive. I don't like anything. They're the biggest animal on the planet. Yeah, it's, it's fucking horrifying. And one that's, you know, undead, just, like, capsizing shit, how it feels, like, no, bruh, no, get the fuck out of here, Moby Dickhead. Get the hell off my boat, man. There aren't enough bigger boats, man. If you have a, a pack of fucking undead fucking orcas, Jesus, fuck. No, I'm out. I'm fucking There's out. There's been a lot of news about the orcas lately. They've been really, really aggressive. Yeah. The sperm whales, sperm whales and orcas have been extremely aggressive. There's a lot of, like, boat attacks with, with big yeah, sperm Yeah, I talked whales. about that in a few episodes back. It's like, like over by Italy and the Mediterranean mm-hmm. Sea, where they're at, they're actually been attacking the boats a lot more. Uh, yeah, and, and orcas are weird simply because they do have regional traits. Mm-hmm. And there are certain areas where they have been getting highly aggressive. Like, super aggressive with people, yeah. which is not common. Well, they had that video just come on YouTube where it showed that one following a kayaker. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, no, fuck that, that. That's, like, that's another reason I don't like big old bodies no. of water. I'm like, no. oh, I'm out there in my little kayak. Oh, shit, that thing's, like, three times the size of me. <laughs> well, like I said, I... And just follow the guy in the kayak. Yeah, just follow him on. It's like, oh, I hope he falls out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go to the effort of, like, knocking him out, but if he does, whoops. Yeah. No one's going to know, man. Like, like, deep water like that. I don't know if you've ever been out to West River, South Dakota, out in Belfouche. They have a Belfouche Reservoir. It's this massive reservoir of water. And that fucker is deep. Like, yeah. it is scary deep. And there are people that die out there quite often, because it is scary deep water, and people get in over their head. But 
down to a certain level. It, like most of the lake is green, but it is actually clear the whole top chunk of it. And we were out on like one of these big twelve foot fucking round floaty raft things. Me and my cousin. Fuck that shit. Yeah, and I was like not super happy with it. But we were like, oh, we're going to paddle things closer to fucking shore. And yeah, you could see, like, fucking uh, northerns and shit. Like, oh, yeah. And these things are, you know, five foot long. Big yep. fucking full-grown northern. Teeth hanging out of their fucking mouth. Muskies and shit. And yeah, you would see them, like, come zooming up towards us. And they were actually probably about 20 foot down from yeah. us. And then zoop, back down into the dark. And I was like, nope, I'm fucking done with this lake, man. We got no a, fucking way. We had a, we were down there. We were in pier two years ago, and they got the dam up there, oh, right, the yeah. top part of the oh, dam. Yeah. Well, we got pictures of my youngest son on a floaty with my cousin, is, and we actually got a picture of him in the back there. And we just had to take a picture of him. You can actually see a fish coming up by the floaty. They just got you just catch, catch oh, a little bit of oh, shit. Yeah, and my wife's like, "Is that a fish?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's a fish, all right, coming up to get our son." <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's a lot of big shit out there. I mean, it's not dangerous fish really but they're fucking big yeah like my uncle he's from west river but he would go into pier and fort pier to go fishing around the dam yeah because yeah he was pulling out like paddlefish oh yeah and if you've never seen a paddlefish look this ugly fucking thing up but they're like six foot goddamn long hundreds of pounds and yeah he'd be pulling these things up onto his boat but yeah there's tons of them I mean, we're talking six foot yeah and there you need a license you're only allowed to catch yeah. you have to have a license per paddlefish yeah, and yeah, you've, got a, yeah you've got a license to get them and you can only get x one. amount per license yeah it was more for a while it, it's one of those that fluctuates yeah depending on the population but yeah under that dam there's a shit ton of massive catfish because shit, basically, it's just a, a food trough for them. Yep. Shit comes off of there, and they just fucking gobble it up and just get fat and big. And lazy. Oh, yeah, God, no. They just terrifying. Like I said, they're not dangerous. No. Other than the fact they are heavy and big, but they're not aggressive. But it's just terrifying, man. That shit that big is just floating around in there. And then you multiply that a million fold by putting it in the ocean and making it undead. <laughs> Fuck no, man, no. I don't want zombie octopi climbing up onto my boat. And the like, octopi no, are not no. dumb. They're really damn smart. We don't yeah, need I don't, I don't want a, I don't want a, a normal one now climbing onto my fucking boat. Let's be real. Unless it's a little <laughs> tiny guy and I'm like, oh, my luck it would be like that blue ringed poisonous motherfucker and would come bite me. No, <laughs> oh, look at him. He's so cute. Oh, that kind of hurt. But, you know. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm, I'm fucking Joe on, on the... Uh, the, the morning radio broadcast and, and it's, you know, radio silent. <laughs> God damn. Then they also have in here centers of gravity. Basically, that means where these zombies will go. Yep. Number one, human population center. All zombie classes will target human population centers or create effective human population centers. Or, yeah, create effective against human population centers that will undermine human safety, security, and delivery of basic services. VZs, vegetarian zombies, will target agricultural resources that humans depend upon, just as we mentioned earlier. Yep. Lines of communications will go fucking down because zombies can't drive, climb, or swim. Although zombies can wade into water, they cannot float or swim. Like we just said, they yep. walk. Yeah, they, they can still move. Yeah. They're, they're not swimming. Zombies but... will... Yeah, zombies will utilize surface roads to reach human population centers and to increase their numbers by attacking fleeing humans. Although waterways are likely to remain viable, humans can only use them safely if they are very wide and they are free of any means of zombies to reach down and grab at them, <laughs> such as bridges. Humans can 
in turn depend on areas of area access to the lines of communication to evacuate from zones of zombie incursion and ensure the delivery of goods and necessary for the survival during zombie attacks. Yeah, I'd, they've got this way too planned out. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. maybe this is what the government's good for, is they're planning out all the bad shit right. because of the bad shit is going to happen. Now, here, here's my take on, on most shit. Any, any really big bad that's going to be happening, that first initial blast of whatever it might be, you do not want to be in big cities. No. Let's be real. But you can't Uh, come to South Dakota. We need a password to come here, so sorry. Uh, If you're dealing with zombies, I I do still hold some sway to the idea that hitting further north, you are probably going to be better off because the, the cold will affect their bodies more than it does us. They're meat and everything does freeze up as opposed to us who can be like I'm going to put a fucking coat on yeah. they're like they, they're not thinking to put coats on uh, I, it doesn't mean you're going to be completely safe so I think you're still going to have shit get up there but I think you can to some extent get a, a little bit line of defense with, with that tundra frost region yeah. get up into sorry Canada we're coming up your way man uh, Jesus, yeah, that's just what's going to have to happen. Oh, we're going to go to Canada, then the Wendigos are going to attack. Oh, there's that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Jack. When they start working together, man. Yeah, they that's just, like, not, maybe we're not going to Canada, around. man, no. Like, I don't need this one anymore. We need this to seriously yours. work on it. That this happens. We can't go to Canada because the Wendigos are considered undead anyway. Right. And they're probably they'll probably take control of the zombies in Canada. Yeah, see, they don't. That'd be, they, that's they will that, Wendigo evil magic zombies is what they will become at that point. Yeah, because they forgot to mention that in that plan. They forgot to mention Wendigos. Well, fuck Canada. That's up there. This is for America. Northern America. America. Damn it. <laughs> Whatever it's saying. You're on your own. Maple see, leaves. we actually you can add, we just added to this plan because you got to think about Wendigos. Right. They can, they're undead. They like eating human flesh. Basically, they're controlled. They're lesser minions. And that's it. We're fine. I, I am under the hope at this point that maybe at, at, at the point of a zombie apocalypse, maybe we could make a truce with the evil gnomes and, like, they could help us out. But I like to think they would probably then... Uh, oh, no, he may look like the gnome I got up there. Maybe a zombie gnome. <laughs> he might not be little, happy. Little undead gnome. Yeah. Sons of bitches. So, yeah, Ken is out. Where would you go? That's, okay. <sighs> Where would you move to during a zombie apocalypse? What would you do? What would be your first point of action? Just personally, broad sense. Uh, honestly, I would even... Our town is too big. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, 24, 25,000 people. Until that thins out, I'm getting the fuck out of town for a while. I, I don't care if i got to find an old shed to hold <coughs> up with a bag of fucking cans and fucking, you know, sitting around blazing saddle style fucking dropping ass in a fire while I'm eating beans every day. But until some of that kind of thins out, I'm staying the fuck out of out of any kind of town center. Uh, maybe smaller towns you could deal because it's like, eh, there's like 40 people in town. Yeah. Plenty of houses. Not a lot of other things out here. Odds of all of them becoming zombies, pretty slim. Ten of us, we could take out the rest of town if we need to. And hey, we've got a big church here in Henry. You know, like, this is ours now. <laughs> be like Father Gabriel, man. We're just like, nope, this is ours. But yeah, I, I would I, I would get the hell out of uh, public areas pretty goddamn quick. Yeah, just nope, gotta go. Head out to the I, country. I don't care if I gotta walk, 
what I gotta do, but I'm getting the fuck out of this area. Yeah, I actually... Long term, I, I don't know. I think once the, the main rush settles down, you're gonna be months of just kind of hunkering low like a fucking cat. A hermit. Just like, oh shit, I don't... Oh, something moving over there. Just stay down. Okay, no, it's a rabbit. Cool. But yeah, and then, you know, eventually I probably would go back into town just scavenging because I'm lazy. And be like, well, man, maybe they got some fucking chips still. I don't know. But yeah, now I first thing I would do is just get the fuck out of pop uh, populated areas. Because yep. that is just a death sentence. I mean, it really, really... <laughs> and and it, some of it isn't even the zombies. It's some of the people that maybe didn't get killed by zombies... There, there is a whole different mindset at that point when you're now taking over four blocks of this city because you're the one who's able to hold control of it with the other people that fall in line under you. They become even more dangerous, I think, than the zombies at that point. Yeah. You know, it, it's humanity's the, the worst danger in that apocalypse in the long term. That's what the... Uh, medium term, I would say super long term. Society will come back. It will be a different society. Yeah. But people will eventually start getting back together and, and rebuilding stuff. But those first decade, probably, you just want to get the fuck away from most people because yeah. it's just dangerous. Because they're, they're, they're a monster that's going to kill you and they're thinking about it. You know, it's it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like with The Walking Dead. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's about zombies, but... It's, the, it's not. What it, the whole thing about Walking Dead is actually the breakdown of society in general. Yeah. The civil rule goes away. Well, yeah, even the, the, the morality original, disappears. The original writer that was like is it's one of the early uh, uh, issues of the comic. He, he he one of the characters makes the comment that they're not the Walking Dead. We are. Right. We're no longer living the lives we had. We are just getting through. They're going ahead and living their whole life now. This is the new world. Yep. We are now the Walking Dead in this world, and it's. It's fucking accurate. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Because it's... It's going to be a whole different world. It's not going to be the same society you had. Like I said, I would say five years to ten, at least, after the initial. You're just probably going to want to hole up with people you actually know. <laughs> and, and, like. and stick together. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you can't really... You get to a certain point where there's that desperation... And we still haven't gotten back to the being able to fend for ourselves getting stuff, where it is a, a scavenger culture. Yep. And the easiest way to get that stuff, since all these stores have been picked through, is by other people who might have picked through that store before you. I mean, it, it, it's the truth. Yeah. It's, it's the easiest way to take care of it, and just, it, it'll be a very paranoid, at least decade, if not more. Is, is what end game would be looking at. Like I said, long term, it, it'd be different. I think people will eventually reform because that's just human nature to create society for good or bad. It is what it is. But yeah, it's 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 going to be a long, hard road of, of kids growing up. There'll be a whole generation of children who are fucked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, their, their whole idea of how things work is going to be fucked up. It is the strongest take what they need. And it is survival of the fittest at that point for a whole generation. It'll take, you know, society building up to get everybody comfortable and lazy again. To get us, you know, a new TikTok in, you know, 60 years. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it won't take that long to fall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty optimistic on this one, guys. <laughs> now, I personally have probably put way too much thought into what I would do during this summer. <laughs> right. I right. probably put way too much more thought into it than I should have ever done. Well, I think some of that, too, goes back to uh, their different uh, uh, writing endeavors that kind of you've gone into that kind of circle the same kind of mentality of yeah getting out getting survivalist out. type mentality yep. first of all i would do would leave watertown yeah i would pack up all my family here and just like bug the fuck out only well, the family i want to take with yeah let's just say marty you're kind of fucked sorry you yeah, need to yourself. no but i would buy i don't know because my original plan was to bug out but now if you really think about it with the supplies cut off, it goes the shit really let's say the shit hits fan during the zombie apocalypse. It's gonna be hard because there's gonna be a really big influx of zombies, not from people getting bitten. Let's say it's a pathogen and it's a virus. All your elderly Oh yeah, yeah. are gonna be because a lot of them are have their medications. Once you stop getting that medication, like insulin in that, oh yeah. Uh heart medicine, yep. they die, they come back and they attack you. <laughs> It's just like the movie I just watched, a German movie called Old People. Yeah, I, I watched that last weekend, man. That's, ugh, that's what that night, pretty goddamn good. Yeah, I watched that Old People. It's on Netflix. Yep. It's a German, I can't remember. The subtitles? Yeah. No, I, mine was English. Oh, I put yeah, subtitles. I in English. But yeah, Old People, like, that's basically I would bug out. I have a family farm, like, yep. 30 miles away in one direction. I ain't going to say. That's where the first place I would go. Right, I probably right. have to do something very drastic when I got there because right. I have certain things going on that would have to be taken care of to get there. <laughs> right, right, right. But but that's where my mom my mom has been this way. She's like, "Oh, you got seeds and all that. Can't get the fuck down from the wall." Oh, <laughs> baby. But my mom has always been kind of a prepper. It's weird, yeah, right? Because she's like, "Yeah, have you been picking up corn seeds?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Oh yeah, they got these new non-GMO sweet corn seeds." If I go if I go to my place where I'm gonna go bug out at, I already got supplies there. Shit. Yeah, I was say, yeah, man, she's got a whole farm ready to roll. Yeah. Jesus. But she's it's that's where I would go and basically just hunker down, like you yeah. said, till everything boils down and grow my own shit and we got well there that doesn't need battery to operate. It's actually right. a well well that you can get water. Oh, yeah, yeah. So And no nobody can move to South Dakota because I like living in South Dakota. Our winters really suck. We don't get hurricanes. But if the zombie apocalypse happened, we're far enough from each other. Oh, Sioux yeah, Falls yeah. is screwed, Watertown's screwed, but you move out of the country, if you got a little bit of gumption, you can make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just have there's to plenty watch. of abandoned farms out there. You can make oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. No, there's <laughs> plenty. Of, like I said, just abandoned sheds, yep. whatever you could easily fortify. And, and realistically, we make fun of it. But the the fucking massive amount of flat fucking land we have, you can, you see, can see a horde coming from quite a ways away. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we're gonna hunker down here, all Anne Frank style, and just shut the fuck up and stay up here for. And a even day. if it was during the day and that, you wouldn't you could tell if somebody's walking you down the road. You're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can see this guy two miles away, and yep, he ain't right. Just let, just wait till he gets closer. Don't take care of it. Yeah, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll see what he does, where where he goes. Yeah. Comes up here. Sorry. Ain't going out to get him. Yeah, get like I said, that, that, that is the advantage. And, and winter does get whole stretches of fucking freezing balls. So you got at least a few days of like, eh, they're not going anywhere. They're stuck to the ground over there. You know, they're, they're not going anywhere. 
So we're gonna they're getting close in. We're like an hour and a half already. Yeah. So, yeah. but has there any that you can think of? Have you, there been any recent cases besides the thermal footage that says alleged from no, Russia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has there been any other cases where they people have been called the zombie attack or something? <sighs> well, I know I know we had the bath salts guy like fucking fifteen years ago. Uh but that, that was more of It wasn't 15 years ago. I'm looking right at it. You're a fucking drug addict. But, uh, yeah. Talking about the Causeway Cannibal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudy Down Eugene? Yeah. Yeah, Rudy Eugene basically was on bath salts, and that's what... There's a couple of... This is Halloween, so there's going to be zombie-type things coming out. But oh, this yeah. guy actually bit off... Rudy Eugene is at the center of a rather unique case. His victim, a 65-year-old homeless man named Ronald Popo... Survived a brutal attack that involved his face being bitten, chewed off, and disfigured. <laughs> he was high, basically this man was high on basalts and just attacked him. And everybody's like, the cops started to take him down. It took like eight cops to oh, take yeah. him. Oh, yeah. I like, don't know. PCP levels of fucking adrenaline. Yeah. Like, holy shit. So, this is our public service announcement. Don't do basalts. That's right, man. Jesus. Don't do that. They'll make you want to eat somebody's face off. Yeah, I, I, I had heard that it's like, oh, man, you can get high with bath salts. So I was like, mm. And then that happens. I'm like, I don't need to be that, that high that no. bad. I, I'm good, man. I will just uh, fuck around and do something else. Something a little less lethal than, you know, bath salts and, and eating somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Well, folks, this will do so it for a half some pain or stop, something. Stop talking, Marty. <laughs> no, what are you saying? Sorry. I can't stop talking. I know you can't. We get talking so long, we just start rambling on, right, and on, and on and on and on. It's good. But, folks, this is our Halloween special. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It was chaotic like all our episode, other episodes. Yeah, right. So, you got anything else for these fine folks, Marty? No, man. Have a safe Halloween if you're already past Halloween. I hope it was safe for you. Yeah. Eat some candies. I'm going to eat a lot of Reese's Pieces because I'm going to steal all my kids' Reese's Pieces. Uh, fuck yeah. They, they already got the Christmas stuff out. Oh yeah, no. The Christmas tree ones. A lot of the stores were uh, uh, double branding this year. They had Halloween out and Christmas was fully set before Halloween was fully set. It's like, ah, come on, you guys. What the fuck? Fuck off. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody, and have a good night. Bye.